When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your place for all things Detroit Red Wings and all things Chicago Blackhawks. This is the Stick Blade Podcast with your hosts, Jordan Linscott, David Barnhouse, Nick LePage, and Tim Stampanato. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Sick Play Podcast. It's your place for all things Detroit Red Wings, all things Chicago Blackhawks, and news around the NHL. The 2023-2024 season is officially underway. We've played meaningful games now at the NHL level, and we're going to be talking about this past week for the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings. I'm your host for tonight, Jordan Liscott. I'm joined by my co-hosts, David Barnhouse, Nicola Page, and Tim Stompanato. Everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome to your place for all things Wings and Hawks. And boys, we're in. We are officially in at the NHL 2023 First week season. in the books. This is the, oh, it's back. It's really here. Hockey's back. I'm so happy. It's so funny how, I don't want to say different, but di- it, I feel like it is how different real meaningful play, like playing games work in the NHL as opposed to preseason. I watched, Everything looks so much crisper. I watched Columbus Blue Jackets games for, for the sole <laughs> reason of like, there's a real hockey game going on right now. Like, oh I want to suck it in. Yeah. Yeah. Like opening night, I had the games on and my wife's like, the Red Wings aren't even playing. And I'm like, does, doesn't matter. I don't matter. even Hockey's care. Like, I want to watch Bedard versus Crosby. That's what I'm watching right now. Okay. What sorry. Watch. <laughs> oh. So, if for anybody who's not familiar with our show, basically we talk about all things Hawks and Wings, and then we move on to the rest of the NHL. There's stuff to do. So I want to get the Wings out of the way because I feel like they're the only club that really has like news news to talk about this week. Um, obviously, they signed Zach Ashton Reese. He basically signed a league minimum contract. This is a filler player for Grand Rapids, and I don't really foresee him getting a meaningful you know, chance on the NHL lineup that is the Detroit Red Wings especially given the fact that the Red Wings are wanting to make the playoffs this yeah. year. And then also, Robbie Fabry is a day-to-day guy. It, it's such a shame because when Robbie Fabry is healthy, he's a meaningful middle six player who can contribute secondary offense. And it's a shame that it's not even – it's not even his fault that he got injured. Like, he just gets in these weird freak accidents that put him out. It, it reminds me of Bertuzzi last year where it was just weird one-off things that you couldn't predict different. Like, you know, I think Bertuzzi last year broke each of his hands in different <laughs> ways. Yeah. Like Robbie Fabry just can't catch a break. I'd love to see him with some sustained play and it just hasn't happened with the wings. It does suck. Cause like when Fabry is healthy, he's one of the best guys on the ice for us. And it's just, like you said, guy can't catch a break. It's just he gets healthy, and then something else happens. It's like someone I know who tore their ACL, and they came back. They did all the recovery. They worked hard, and then they tore the other ACL. And it's Jeez. just like – That's a just, sign. Yeah, hang him up at that point. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> I think he tore three ACLs. That's You don't even oh. have three ACLs. Well, <laughs> one of the repaired ones. Sorry, he didn't have three legs. But But – Losing Fabry, this is a good – we talked about this in preseason for Detroit this year. You got to see those bubble guys, the people that mm-hmm. are on the depth line of who's that next guy up. So I'm glad you got that opportunity because we're already – both teams are, are – both uh, the Hawks and the Red Wings are tapping into injury people right now. It's yeah. good that you had this opportunity to see who you've got. I mean, we saw the depth of the Red Wings in the preseason, yep. in the training camps. 
So Fabry going down, it sucks, but someone can fill in. Like we've got Berger and we've got all these other guys that can jump up and take take the chance. Um, it sucks, yeah. Um, hope he gets better soon and it's not anything super serious. Um, but yeah. And like, the thing is, like, this obviously isn't going to be some sort of like deal season breaking move for him. The Red Wings are still going to be the Red Wings this year. And it's just, it's a shame though, because Robbie Fabry, it seems like this happens almost every year. Like, he has a really good start to a season or preseason, and then he gets hurt, and then he just can't ever fully rebound for a good return stretch. That's every season he's been with the Wings, I think. Or he's out for the beginning of the season, and when he comes back, he's great. Yeah, and then he gets hurt again, or it's just not enough. He he hasn't played a full season, and I hate to say it, but I don't know if he is a full season kind of player with the injury history he has. I mean, not any, not right now, certainly. No, no. And the thing is, like this, it's not a serious injury; it's a day to day thing. I mean, he could be back within two weeks if if all things go right, but. It does suck that, you know, Detroit has really established themselves these first two games of the season already against what are legitimate cup contending teams still. And he doesn't get a chance to be part of that group that's working towards, like, showing the rest of the NHL, hey, we're here, we're ready, let's do it. To be fair, he did score a goal against the Devils. Yeah, but... (laughs) I feel like when you follow, like, a game up like they had with New Jersey, and we'll talk about that game in just a minute and play against another contending team in the Lightning, and you have another statement game against that. I feel like that, like those sort of stretches are where teams really get chemistry going, where you can get guys on the locker room to go, hey, we hung with two contending teams, didn't look outclassed, we're legitimate this year. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a shame Fabry couldn't be a part of that second half of it. But it's also a good testament to the fact that two, even one, two years ago, if Fabry goes down, you don't have somebody to step up into that supplemental scoring. Now it's just a matter of, okay, who do we put there to make sure there's chemistry in other places? Like it, it is a testament to where you're at as a team. It's yeah, it's crazy. I remember I shared with you guys the uh, opening night roster of Iserman's first oh, team so for the brutal. wigs compared oh. to now. And it's <laughs> just night and day different. Larkin's Those the only one so on that team that was that's still here, right? Who? Larkin. Larkin and Rasmussen are the only two that's, players. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everybody else wild. is gone. Absolutely it, wild. In just a short amount of time, Iserman has completely changed the entire look of this team. Yeah. Minus two people. And he made one of them captain. Um, but yeah, those are the only pieces of news that I have for the wings this week. I mean, like I said, it's it's so early into the season, you're not going to have a ton of news probably. I mean, Tim and Nick, what you, what's going on over in the Hawks world? Because a certain player of uh, of your guys has made his NHL debut this week. Yeah, Bedard, <laughs> is, he, welcome to the NHL. He, you know, squaring off his first NHL faceoff against Sidney Crosby. Like, I don't know, Nick, it doesn't get better than that, right? No, yeah, it's, it was his role model, essentially, when he was growing up. You know, it was his favorite player. Uh, and then you get to go against him in uh, the opening face-off, not opening night. Uh, and it, it's truly like, it's truly like a, this is it moment for him. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, like I've, I've made it. Um, I, I really enjoyed the, the ref at the face-off circle yep. to start the game said like, what Sid, welcome to your, whatever season it is now. And <laughs> Bedard, welcome to the NHL. And then drop the puck. I'm like, that was cool. I that. It, it was awesome. Like it, it's that, it was that cheesy, moment. but it was good. Yeah, I, I don't mind a little bit of cheese at that point to acknowledge like Sidney Crosby, pillar of the league, like he's been here f- what feels like forever. And then the new the new generation. Yeah, it was a fun start. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, you know, uh I think it was like the most watched uh, Yeah, it broke in, records. And yeah, it was it, it drew in like 1.4 million people. On opening night uh, for one game, which was a record breaker in itself. Um, no, it's just a really cool moment. Uh, obviously, we'll get more into depth of the game. I yeah. also like, you know, just scrolling through Twitter and um, just seeing like all these Chicago fans kind of uniting around. Like, people that weren't into hockey are now watching hockey because Connor Vidard, a superstar in the making, uh, generational talent, is now a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. It's just like, they did 
these fans weren't here for Kane and Taze, which, hey, whatever. If they didn't like the sport at the time, then what it is what it is. But now that Conor Bedard's in town, it's like he's must-see TV, and he needs, he's growing the sport in itself. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's just amazing to see this uh, Chicago fan base grow even larger. Um, but, no, I mean, what a uh, what a way to start the year, or his career, I guess, uh, going against his childhood. Well, and, man, I, again, I don't want this to solely focus on Bedard, but, like, it's hard not to give him <laughs> I, I, I a know a lot of bit. people are already sick of it already. Oh, 100%. But, like, he's also giving us – a lot to talk about like he's you know taken a third of the team's shots over three games uh he's a point per game player right now again three games into the season pump the brakes i know but like still a goal and two assists as an 18 year old in this league like three games in that is a big deal and worth talking about and he's his shots are being taken place all over they're not from the same spot He's setting up wild plays. His vision is remarkable. Like, he has a lot of adjusting to do, but he is the real deal, and he's showing that he belongs here on day one. No, absolutely. I mean, there was a – I think he was denied on a couple unreal saves. He could easily have three, three four more goals. Yeah. Uh, you know, going thinking about the game against the Bruins, I think there was a rebound he was denied on at the doorstop. But, uh, yeah, I mean – you know, I I'm, I am never gonna get tired of talking about Connor Bedard. I know no. fans are gonna be tired of listening. Uh, that that aren't Hawks fans because he's already getting roasted. And right now, the biggest all that shit. Right now, the biggest blow to Connor Bedard was that injury to Taylor Hall, mm-hmm. uh, because that line of Hall, Donato, and Bedard looked so good. They mm-hmm. had they had the chemistry. It didn't feel forced. Like that line really was working. And Taylor Hall going down with, I think it was a cheap, I think it was a dirty hit uh, personally, but like that, having to juggle the line combinations at that point when we were already out Kurashev as well, which throws off uh, Reichel's line, we're not in the place where Jordan and David, the Detroit Red Wings are at. We don't have somebody that can step in and, provide a supplemental you know scoring to fill in what taylor hall is doing we're not there yeah no yeah to kind of close the i mean that this is our news week is the hall injury um yeah you know uh tim i think what you mentioned before show you kind of mentioned he was essentially built different or a freak of nature how he recovers quicker originally it was a week-to-week hit bizarre um that dirty We'll say dirty hit as Hawks fans. Yes, dirty yeah, exactly. Hit. Listen, piece of shit scumbag. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're gonna get um, us banned again. The bad boys are getting no, banned. no, no, no. Um, but it was kind of cool seeing uh, you know, uh, Bergeron kind of talking about Hall and Polino and uh, Hawks uniforms as well as Donato. So it was a, uh, you know, a good welcome back for them. Uh, and then Hall got hurt, but it is what it is. Uh, so hopefully he bounces back, and then uh, yeah. we see that first line cook up again. Is there? Is there anything else in particular you guys want to talk about with the Hawks or um, the Wings? Just with Wings, I know our two first-round picks aren't playing with the team, but they've been doing well. Um, wait. You are right there, David? Yeah, sorry. Someone was pointing something. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Nick was pointing, so I thought he was trying to tell me something. He You're probably will great. be in a second. Um but they both have scored and have looked pretty good for their teams with uh, Nate Danielson with the Wheat Kings. Is that their yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Sandine Pelicas over in the SHL, I think, right? Yep, over in Sweden. So yep. He's looked great manning the blue line. Um, so it'll be exciting to see when they eventually kind of work their way up. Because, I mean, Danielson, we talked about him in the preseason, kept getting a lot of looks. Great. We kept seeing him in the roster. He kept we kept seeing an ice. He he scored the first goal of the preseason. Um, he's not going to be Bedard, of course not. Um, Bedard did say he was the toughest player he played against. So just you know, holding out hope that that actually comes to fruition into something for Danielson. I I have a bold thought that if you didn't sign Comfer in the off season, I think Nate Danielson would have gotten nine games with the club this year. Yeah. I, really? I, there's just no spot for him right now to have nine games, but uh, I, I think he earned it definitely. 
So and I, Andrew yeah. Cup and JT Conf basically make it so he can't get it. Like he can't get <laughs> a chance at the NHL. It's unfortunate, but it's yeah. it's the fact of the matter. I, I think there's going to be enough shuffling and juggling in the next couple of years where those two can switch to wings when other people are out. Uh, that'll give him room. But yeah, this year mm-hmm. there's just no space for the people that should be on the team now anyway. Which is fine because Danielson good problem, probably yeah. isn't. Danielson probably isn't NHL ready. Right, but he's he could, close. He, if he was allowed to, he'd be on the Griffins right now, I think. 100% agree. It's a weird rule. This, we'll talk about the CHL agreement eventually on an episode and why why it's a problem for young players. But, yeah, it, I guess that is something I forgot to talk about. Danielson and Pelica have been having really good starts to their seasons, respectively. Um, Sebastian Kosa also has, too. He had, uh, what was it? Yeah, I think it was a 41-save game playing for the Grand Rapids Griffins. I think it was Spicy. last night. That's, that's great. Yeah, I that's... mean, actually, if we're talking prospects real quick, I mean, Nick, Oliver Moore and Frank Nazer look like they are kicking the doors open with college hockey right now. Like, Yeah, what if Moore, Moore, had like, Moore, Moore had like four points the other night, and then Nazer as well, he's – uh, and then they, there was a few scrimmage games, I think, earlier in the or last week. Yeah. Um, that they were kind of just lighting up the board. I think Moore had two goals and a, two primary assists. So, yeah, I mean. And Adam Goshen had good. like a 51-save game yeah. uh, with the Green Bay Gamblers or whatever it was, which is where. What a name. Right. That is a great name. Uh, where That's where Rinzel's at now, too, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's great. The kids are all right. Uh, I'll take it. Um, so we've kind of been talking about like a lot of like the younger players, but we, like I said, we have actually seen now two or three games for the Wings and the Hawks. Yes. You kind of know, I mean, you, we still don't really know for sure what these teams are, but you're kind of starting to get a feel for it, right? Like you've mm-hmm. played against teams, you know, and seen your full line for two games straight, three games for the Hawks, respectively speaking. I mean, what are you guys' general feelings overall in regards to what we've seen, because I, I'll go ahead and start it off. I think yeah, my please. general take for the wings is I see a team that the offense has obviously taken a step forward. Alex Dabrinkit and Dylan Larkin look like probably the most yeah. explosive offensive pairing that the wings have had since the Datsuk Zetterberg era. They just, Everything looks good with that pair. They can put pucks on the net. They can both skate. They can both get really tight in and force mm-hmm. opponents to pay attention to them. That pair looks awesome. Lucas Raymond has put on, what did he put on? I think it was like 12 pounds of muscle or something like that over the offseason. And it shows. And it shows, particularly <laughs> when he knocked a player from the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> over the bench into the Red Wings bench. So good. JT Confer, I think, has been just as good as advertised. He's looked very good, not super flashy, but you know what? Overall, I think he's been really dependable so far throughout his game time. And then I think Andrew Kopp looks a lot more comfortable in that middle six role that he was really brought in to be. And even the fourth line's kind of been contributing. You know, like Joe Valeno, Clem Cost, and, and um, I'm blanking on his name. Um, Christian oh, Fisher. Uh, Fisher. Fisher. Christian Fisher, Fisher. that looks like a perfectly fine fourth line that if you looked at a contender, I'd be like, yeah, that looks probably like a contender's fourth line. Mm -hmm. Because you got two guys who can grind and you have Valeno who, you know, can score, can pass. Right. And Valeno also, again, just the last few seasons, he improved face-offs. He put on that weight. He did the same thing that we're seeing Raymond do now and we're seeing it's paid off for him. Yep, he's earned a spot on the team. Granted, it's a fourth line spot, but... I'd love to be a fourth line. Better to be there than back with Grand Rapids. Yeah, also true. Um, The defense for me, though, I obviously Wallman and Sider are still the de facto first pair. If you watch the Tampa game, that was full on display in that game. Wallman almost snuck one in there too. Um, I think Justin Hull has looked a lot better than what Maple Leafs fans said he was going to look like. Has he been awesome? No, but. I think he's looked perfectly serviceable. Does not look as bad as everyone was making him out to be. He had an amazing block. I can't remember which game it, it was. It was the New Jersey game, I think it was. Yeah, he where he like he slid shot. and blocked a shot that would have gone in the net. And then Ben Chirot, like 
now that he's not playing as heavy as an offensive game, yeah. he has looked better when he hangs back. Still, I don't think it's worth the contract that he's getting paid, but I think he's looked a lot better now that it seems like he's being allowed to play more yeah. of a defensive first role as opposed to being expected to chip in offensively. Yep. The only problem I saw with him was him and him and Mana got kind of caught sleeping with Hagel's goal. That's yeah. That. But, yeah. But the, the both of faster them. than Ben Sherratt, Like, well, well, that's the problem with that pairing too. Is neither of them are barn burners. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not going to beat a Hagel if he gets around them. That's that's my big concern with that yes. pairing. And then the other new guy to the team, Daniel Sprung, um, He's has two goals great. in two games. I was worried because I was like, man, he had twenty four, twenty five goals with Seattle, but like Seattle was just like a team that was they, they their play style is different than ours. And that's how he was getting his goals. And I'm like, is, he, is that going to transition to how we play on the wings? And it has so far. I mean, he's had two really good goals. So the one was the uh, the pull-in from the Debrinket shot last night in Tampa. And the other one was just a nice, clean one. Yep, and he likes to shoot. Like, he had a good shot, a couple good shots against Tampa where it's like just, just a little bit better angle and he'd have had it. Well, and he's showing he can sort of play up and down your lineup a little bit. I know he's like your third line, like that third line scoring line that's supplemental. But like, if you need to swing him up for something, he can clearly play with Debrinket and Larkin and hang. That's yeah, probably like not your this team. Ideal, is we have so many but, guys that can bounce up and down lines. Yes. Like, I know we we joke about the Blashell blender and like how he would do that, but like with the way this team is built. You could move people around. It reminds me of like Jordan. You said earlier with, you know, Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg, the Euro Twins. Like, you put them on the same line, it's dirty. You could still move them around and put them on different lines, and it was still great. Well, that's. I mean, that was back in the Hawks dynasty years. We would just juggle up with it. Okay, is it Kane and Taze, or is it them driving their own lines and hoses somewhat like? It was. It's an embarrassment of riches when you've got a top nine, especially that you can just. What's the game? And mm-hmm. yep, it's it's good. It's good to see the wings in that spot right now. Sure. Yeah, hey, real quick, real quick before we, uh, I know we, uh, I wanted to interrupt, but you guys were riffing, riffing right <laughs> off the bat. Uh, we're on the top of your first impressions. You guys were talking about defense a lot, uh, defense a lot during that. We've seen yeah. Dalian get paid in the last week. We've seen Owen Power get a good paid question. Last week. What are we thinking? Cider's gonna come in around because they they yeah. got paid, and Cider has had way more of an impact. I think Cider is getting anywhere between nine and a half to ten. Yeah, I I feel like he's gonna get right around ten mil a year. He doesn't have the point totals that a player like Darling has, for example. He plays, I think, in my opinion, a better definitive shutdown game. But I I don't think ten is unreasonable for Moritz Cider. Yeah. Is it weird that he's gonna get paid more than our captain? No, not really. I mean, he's possibly the future captain when Larkin retires. I mean, not only that, number one defensemen, just generally speaking, are a lot harder yeah. to find than a top six center is. Just- yep. And top six centers, like a true, a number one center is hard to find, but you're absolutely correct about that. And the good news is you've got the Jake Sanderson uh, signing in Ottawa, that defenseman, and then you've got Owen Power and Rasmus Dahling on the other side. So you can play in between those two contracts a little bit. But Dahling's clocking in at 11. Yeah, that's spicy. I think, I, I you know. We're, if you we're, get him for 10, I think that's great. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about the cap cap going up to like 87 and it's looking like next year. I think Dahling, I'm not Dahling, I think Cider might be clocking in 10.5 to like 11.2. I mean, I mean, I'd be willing to pay that if he has Con Smythe next to his name next year, you know. <laughs> I hear but, that. I hear you loud and clear on that. But no, I I, I do think that he's going to get paid at least 10. I think 10 should probably be like the floor for him. 11 is probably the ceiling. I Like I said, he doesn't have the offensive output that Darlene has, but he's got more than Darlene has on the defensive side of playing a defenseman. So... It, it, it's it's unfortunate that everyone looks at goals and assists when evaluating contracts because there's so much more than that that makes a player, but that's kind of just conventional wisdom right now. You get paid for goals and assists as unfair as it is. Well, and mm-hmm. I think it also depends on the amount of years. If you lock him up at 11 mil for eight years, 
fantastic. You sign that tomorrow. Uh, if it's yeah. three to five years of 11, I'm feeling less good about it. No, no. Yeah. The only way you're going to 11 is if it's max eight, the eight year. Because that, that 11 mil and eight in like six years from now is going to be like a six million dollar deal. Yeah. It's going to be in, great in today's world. No, yeah. Uh, just wrapping up some first impressions for Detroit. You blew me away with that uh, Devils game. I did not think it was going to be as close as it was going to be. I was. I saw our opening night game, and I'm like, yeah, there's no way we're going to come close to them. And we came <laughs> close to beating them. At yeah. Point. You had me worried for a little bit because uh, I had just given a buddy some suggestions on, like, New Jersey, and I was just like, well, once again – I'm an idiot when it comes to any I mean, of these predictions. I do, I can't do, I do have Jack Hughes in your family league, Tim. So yeah, I, like, I know. Ah, I'm very scored. well aware of that. <laughs> dumbing me right now. Uh, but yeah, nah, good start to the season for Detroit so far. Yeah, I mean, the, the Hawks, like I said, you guys are very different spot in your rebuild process. What is your guys' takeaway? Because you guys have played three games so far. You played Pittsburgh. You played, uh, who was it? Boston. Um, Boston. And Montreal. 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 You played Montreal already, right? Yeah, I th- I think this is what the Hawks are. I think this is what we're going to see out of the Hawks this year is in a, in a game like Pittsburgh, our youth is going to overcome an age, an yeah. age gap. But in a game like Boston, if we're, we're quick, we're, we are a very fast team now, but we don't have that physicality. And I think uh, a team like Boston, you know, the big bad Bruins, I think, you know, they build their teams year after year just like that for a reason, and it's because it wears teams out. But I think we're going to stay in a lot of games. I don't think there's going to be a lot of games where we're getting blown out, uh, even with the youth of the defense. And, uh, you know, Mrazic's look pretty fine so far. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we're going to stay in a lot of games, even if we're outmatched on paper. I think our youth, our speed, and our quickness, and then, you know, a bunch of guys kind of playing with their uh, – not a care in the world, which is a good thing. When I say that as a good thing, because right, they have right, a lot to learn. Sure. They're not gripping sticks and or anything like that. Yeah, they're inexperienced, and I, I I like what I've seen so far. We battled each and every game, even down against the Canadians. We were down what was it three zero early. Yeah, and we fought to come back. So I, uh, you know, I'll get into the specific players shortly, but uh, I want to hear Tim's take next. No, uh, my big takeaway from these first three games was the resilience of this team, especially against Boston. I think we were down zero to two pretty early, and we we've seen Hawks teams in the past where that's that's the rest of the game. We're shot at this point. Oh, it was six nothing last year. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. This team never quit. They amped it up. Uh, again, we'll get into specific players and what I think about sort of who's driving that energy, but it has been thrilling. The, the Montreal game, I have some complaints on what I've seen on sloppiness because I think in the first two games, we looked crisp, uh, crisp with passes, crisp with systems like yes there's gonna be rookie mistakes there's going to be learning curves because there's a lot of new people but like the first two games it looks like we stuck to the system and it looked really good the montreal game i feel like we our, our play fell apart like that game should have been closer and i know it was close but it should have felt closer yeah. uh it would be my only thought but against boston and pittsburgh I am blown away by the comfortability of some of our rookies, Bedard and Korchinski specifically, of how they're adapting and the lessons they're taking away from it, and they do not look out of place. No, absolutely. I think that's a good point to make is uh, Korchinski looks like he's going to give GMKD a tough choice uh, at the nine-game mark and then for the rest of the year because he looks like he's a fit to play. Bedard, uh, I know, guys. Listen, we're going to talk about this him a guy lot, again. So sorry. <laughs> um, I'm just going to get like a no, little I mean, every time you say Bedard's name. I like that. Put it in no. the corner of the. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that he just came right out and started started firing he, he, at different angles. You know, hundred percent. He knows his shot. He knows he loves his shot. And he knows he has a deadly shot. And I love that he's coming out firing uh, as for his first career goal. You know, chasing that puck. Uh, oh, so good. Own, that wrap around his own shot to wrap it around, and you know I love the seriousness or uh, maturity in him as well. I know we talked about it a lot, but you know you see after his first point, 
Uh, he's smiling because the Hawks got a win, and he's smiling. And then the first goal picture came out. He's just like Stone a dead face. stare. And, yeah. And so, um, but no, as for that, you know, a lot of rookies, uh, like Cole Gutman's look good. I know. I think he's still technically a rookie. Yeah, um, I, I would consider him a rookie. Him and Alex Vlasic. Vlasic, I think, has been yeah. our best defenseman. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. No, Alex Vlasic has been on uh, stellar. Um, so when it comes to, you know, individuals as for what we've seen good, uh, I've been very impressed with the youth movement of the Hawks because this is what we've been talking about all offseason, and they've uh, they've shown up and answered the bell. I, I think just to flip that script as well, we've got the youth movement, but we've also got the retirement home that has been driving a lot of our energy and a lot of our culture. Corey Perry and Nick Foligno have been phenomenal for this team the first couple of games. Felino is everywhere on the ice. He's involved in, you know, he's involved in goals. He's involved in breaking up plays. Uh, he's been electrifying to watch on the ice. And the fact that Corey Perry, Richardson was talking about how Perry has become the de facto liaison for the Hawks to talk to the refs. Like, he goes, he doesn't shout at the refs or anything. Like, he talks to them. They give him the time of day. He is the one that goes over whenever there's a penalty called to go talk to the refs. Remarkable to see these two grizzled season veterans. Uh, and then the, the daycare and the retirement home is sort of what I'm looking at right now. Uh, and then it's Corey, sprinkled in with the people in the middle. Corey Perry got knocked down hard last yeah. night by, uh, I can't even pronounce the guy's name, it's X Man. Yeah, X Man. I like that. <laughs> like one punch. On the ground. <laughs> yeah, listen, he's he's. I mean, that's the guy that took on Ryan Reeves. So, like, I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to fight him. <laughs> if yeah. you're gonna take on Ryan Reeves on purpose, I uh, applaud you. Yeah, exactly. Then you got no fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. One he, more thing he, before we get to the yeah, negatives, I I, I want to shout out the penalty kill too. I think uh, you know the first the first two games, there were six for six or something like that off the rip. Uh, again, a lot of young guys involved on, on the PK as well. So that it's promising to see, you know, uh, it was kind of like which drought would be broken first. So, you know, I, I, we'll get to the power play. In a little oh bit. yeah. That's yeah. our, that's our one big, uh, I, I do want to give some uh, credit to the penalty kill too. Cause, um, they've been, you know, we've been taking quite a few penalties in the first two. Uh, so, uh, I think they deserve their credit as well. And I just wanted to give a shout out to the goaltending. Honestly, I know we're out of three games, we're one and two, one win, two losses, but Morazic and Soderblom have looked really, really good. Uh, they've like Soderblom made like 30 something saves. You know, we, we lost, but like, what are you going to do? That's going to happen when you've got a rookie defense and a bunch, like a bunch of kids and a new system. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mrazek remembered that he used to be a really good goalie, uh, <laughs> and he he went nuts oh, yeah. that first game. Nick, am I crazy? Like he looked phenomenal. Like he remembered that. Oh yeah, I was a highly rated prospect once. No, that was a goalie win. That was yeah, hundred percent. Because he has, he did not have like seven plus. I think it was seven uh, great scoring chances that are high rated scoring chances they were rated on uh, uh, after the game. So. Yeah, Mrazek looked phenomenal. Uh, he can Soderblom stay healthy. Good against Boston. Yeah, that's his issue, though. Oh, I mean, it's, his entire career, it's been his issue. So, like, if he can you stay healthy. You guys know well over there. Oh, yeah. Peter yeah. Mrazek <laughs> will have, like, 20-game stretches where he looks Vesna caliber, and then all of a sudden he falls apart. Like, it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's what Classic. we're ready for. We're only at game three, though, so we still got, like, our he is, Yeah, he, he's not due for the fall off until, like, January. We're fine. Yeah. We're on, we're on pace. Um, few negatives. I know, I know we've run a little long for the Hawks. Few negatives, uh, power play. It's awful. Yeah, that's the only word for it, right? Yeah. I, I think, um, I think Bedard's on the wrong side uh, of, uh, the, I don't, he's not a one-timer guy. Like, he, yes, he could bury some one-timers. He needs to be on the other side where he could change the direction of his shot and with his, uh, toe drag release. Um, and then every, it's just, you know, I think the first one of the season against paint the Pittsburgh, I'm like, wow, this is great. Like we kept the puck in the zone for two minutes. Straight. I agree. Yep. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. and then after that, it was downhill. Yeah. Um, so I'm very uh, bullish on the power play right now. It's been rough. I think Taylor Hall coming back might fix that when he does. Uh, and then Wyatt Kaiser. 
I mean, man, dude. we were both so like again. It's three games in, but, but it, the penalties are. Just, I think it's just a mental thing right now. It is decision making and penalties is is poor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want another Ian Mitchell situation. I don't think he will be. I think he's a good player. I think just right now he's uh, very overwhelmed or uh, he's just not. I, I I think a lot of these penalties because it's not something we saw throughout his career to this point that it's like, oh yeah, he's like Samuel Savoie, you know, it's going to be a penalty. We got to rein him in a little bit. He's got the penalties on it. You know, Kaiser, we haven't seen that with consistently throughout his career. I think a lot of it is he's taking penalties a because he's out of position or something like, like he's getting caught in situations where he is reacting and now he's taking penalties. Uh, and some of them, I think it's also frustration, like that dumb cross check. But like, yeah, I think when he gets more confident in the game and he starts adapting more, we're going to mm-hmm. see those penalties decline because he's not going to be caught in positions where he's reacting and taking a penalty as much. Yes. Yeah, I, I just hope Reichel adjusts quickly because yeah. I've already seen. I'm already seeing the Twitter threads of. <laughs> What's the story with Reichel? Why don't we just move him to wing? Uh, you know, maybe he doesn't belong. Like it's like it's he'll, settle he'll down. Three games. He'll come along. It, it's uh, an adjustment I'm, period for a yep. different position you've never played yeah, at the playing, top of your league. He's playing center in the show. Like he, and he was denied. He was denied on a couple of good opportunities on a breakaway too. So like bad, yeah, it, some bad bounces for it, him. You know, it's it's the first week. Overreactions are bound to happen. Underreactions are bound to happen. It's yeah. just it's. That's why we talk about the sport. I mean, we that's like exactly yeah. yeah. We like I mean, to react. On, we like to debate. On on our side with negative, the one I notice is just uh, defense. Like we talked about, you know, we've improved yeah. the defense. We see good things there, but they're just not locking it up. And we've allowed what was it four plus four? So we've allowed eight goals in our first two games. Um, yeah, it, something we got to fix. I, I feel like the wings that is like the big thing. Like it's not even necessarily a defense. But it's not like a just just a defenseman issue. I think it's more the wings need to make sure that they are keeping the puck once they have it. I think that when like and you kind of saw it in the Tampa game in particular. I think they had like eight giveaways or something like that. Like the wings just need to be better at making sure once they get possession they keep it because hockey is a possession game. That's how you win games. It's I was kind of explaining this to my wife when we, we were at the game. I'm like, you don't necessarily win hockey games by shooting 50 pucks at the goalie. You win hockey games because you had six good shots at the goalie. Yep. Really makes you think. That's a deep one. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's deep. not the shots you take. It's the quality. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I don't know. Oh. It, it's the same issue out of last year where you had Cider and Wallman and the rest. Like that's the I that's the unfortunate thing right now. Yeah, and like I don't think it's worth freaking out. Like you said, Nick's like people online were already freaking out. Like we we made the wrong moves this off season, getting like these like older defensemen. Like everybody, chill out. We're two games in. How we're not even what we got? What forty times this amount of games? So like there's there's times for things to get changed for the Red Wings. Yeah, and their people are still getting the dust off their skates. Like, yeah, exactly. It takes a while to adjust to from preseason hockey to regular season full speed. So, I think everybody, let's uh, you know, let's chill out. Let's let's let, let this week two. I can't now. Happen. Now's the time to be excited and to start seeing like, oh, that could be an issue. That could be something. But like, yeah, now is not the time for overreactions says somebody who overreacts to everything so (laughs) um we can go ahead and move on but uh, before we move on we need to talk about our sponsor for tonight's uh show and that would be DraftKings sportsbook the nhl season is obviously going strong we're here talking about the first week already and DraftKings sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even better you can bet five bucks on any game this week and score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets all customers can take advantage of this offer every game day in October. So basically, like, let's say you want to bet on, I don't know, the upcoming game for the Wings, for example, right? Like, you can bet on that if you want to play up or bet on the upcoming game for the Hawks. You can do that. Any team in the NHL, they're on there. You can bet on them. You can even bet on stuff like goals, players, shots, like 
all sorts of stuff is on DraftKings. So check it out. They've got all sorts of stuff that you can bet on for there. And it makes the game more engaging when you've got money on the line. Like it's it's engaging when you're watching and you've got pride, but when you've got a little bit of coin involved, it, it's just that much more engaging. Um, but like I said, yeah, you can check out DraftKings Sportsbook and get it on the game day greatness. So you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers, like I said, can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five NHL. Again, that's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports banking partner. The crown's yours. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help's available for problem gambling by calling 888-789-7777 or visiting ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts. Licensee partner, Gold Nugget, Lake Charles. You have to be 21 or older. Age, uh, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gambling gaming resources. But yeah, check out DraftKings if you haven't already. It's a fun way to play and like engage with the game like with your own money. It makes it that much more exciting to watch the games. But boys, let's move on to the next part of our show. Normally we do a flashback and flash forward segment. We kind of already did the flashback segment by talking about the week that was this week for the Wings and the Hawks. I want to wrap by obviously doing like the player, the player of the week slash play of the week. I feel like we should change the segment up if something notable really like caught your eye this week. Um, Nick, Tim, I feel like we keep start, starting with the Wings. Let's start with the Hawks on this one. Who's your guys' player of the week, or what was the As play of the stupid. week? The I think it's going to be uh, – I my, my player of the week has to be Connor Bedard. I, I, Nick's laughing because I, I know. I mean, it has to be him. He, again, he has a third of the shots out of, like, the team this week out of three games. Uh, point per game. He's looked electrifying. Every play I can think of that's like, oh, yes, that could have been the play of the game. It's Connor Bedard doing it. Uh it's 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 gotta be him. Everything drives through him right now. Nick? No, yeah, I mean <laughs> I got my counter clicker ready. Just to be a little differentiator. Good. I'm gonna, yeah, I, I wanna I wanna, you know, I think there's been a lot of episodes where me and Tim were both like it's Patrick Kane, it's Patrick Kane. Yeah, it so we're not gonna do Connor Bedard this week. Tim already covered that side. I'm gonna go with Tyler Johnson. Um Huh. He, he's had two goals this week. Uh, I I think him stepping up and playing a bigger role is uh, immense for these young guys too. It kind of takes a breather off uh, young centers like Bedard, like um, Lucas Reichel, who we're kind of trying to squeeze in there now. Uh, I I think uh, you know Johnson going in there even on nights like night one, Bedard was struggling at the dot. Luke uh, Tyler Johnson came in and won a few big faceoffs for us too. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Tyler Johnson. Uh, for player of the week for week one, uh, honorable mention to Corey Perry. Also, three. He's also a point of game player. He's on track for eighty-two points. So, uh, shout out Corey Perry. Never thought I'd say that. Blackhawk uh, legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the Red Wings side, Jordan and I may have the same one. I'll go first. Uh, Alex Debrinket. Uh, I mean, we went into the season after we traded for him with expectations of him. You know. Maybe not being a 40-goal scorer again, but being someone who's going to be an offensive threat. And so far, over the course of two games, he has three goals. Um, he's built up some good chemistry so far with Dylan Larkin. I mean, they're two games in, and they've worked well together. I think Larkin's assisted two-thirds of his goals. I don't think he assisted that one that was like the random shot from the blue line that bounced in. Um, but... They've got good chemistry together. They've almost set up a couple other goals with each other. Just goalie was in the right place. Um, but he's already got three goals, and we're two games in. I'm looking forward to seeing how many more he gets. I mean, I feel like for me, the, the player of the week, it, it's got to be Lucas Raymond. I mean, he's okay. a guy who this offseason took – he took the assignment of getting extra weight put on him. Like, even if you don't want to look at, you know, the awesome body check that he had to knock somebody over in the boards, the guy still had a really greasy, really nasty goal to start the season off at home yep. right from the slot. And 
the thing that I liked was he started that game on the second line. And by the time the game was over, he was playing with Larkin and Dabrinka on the first line. Basically showed coaching staff, like, no, I belong on the top line here. I think that's something cool to see with a player as young as he is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it awesome. takes effort. And I mean, with him putting weight on, like, he's not a small player. Like, he can he can use his body, as we saw what he did with Tampa. So I was worried, like, a line of those three together. I'm like, ah, oh, they're just too small. But Larkin's a strong, tough player. Debrinket is small. Um, but Raymond, I was like, oh, man, Raymond's pretty small too, forgetting that he did add, like, what, 10, 12 pounds of muscle. And he's not afraid to get a little dirty right now, as we saw. Like, he slammed that dude well into the bench. Um <laughs> So if if he wants to fight for a first line spot, hell yeah, let him. Absolutely, I love it. Great picks. Um, so we can go ahead and move on to the flash forward segment. For anyone who's unfamiliar with this part of the show, basically we're going to look at the weeks that's coming up for the uh, the Wings and the Hawks, and we're kind of talking about what we expect will happen that with you know, the scheduled games that we have coming up. Wings um, have a busy week. The Wings do have a busy week. Um, just. I guess we'll start with them for this. They're going to have, I believe it's th- no four. I have four it pulled games up. Holy week. cow. Yeah, we you play, got four games. We they're play Ottawa. Play... No, wait. Why did yeah, go? I got it right in front of me. So they're going to play the Blue Jackets cool. tomorrow, which is Monday. They're going to play the Penguins on Wednesday. They play Ottawa on Saturday, and they play the uh, the Calgary Flames on Sunday. So they've got four games coming up this week. It's going to be a busy, busy week for the Wings, and – there's a lot of travel here. This is not home games, really, except for the Pittsburgh and the, uh, the Ottawa game, or not Ottawa, the Calgary Flames. So there's going to be a, a bit of travel in here to kind of get them a little bit worn down. Um, my personal takes, I think that the Wings are going to beat the Blue Jackets. I think they're doing the right things, but I, I think the Wings are just better than the Blue Jackets right now. I think they're further along. They have more pieces than the Blue Jackets do. I think they beat the Penguins. I I said it when they acquired Eric Carlson. I think that Pittsburgh is trying to do the Patrick job that the Detroit Red Wings were doing at the end of their playoff run, and I think it's I, – I don't like it. I don't like their goaltending for that matter either. Mm-hmm. Ottawa, I feel like Detroit's finally going to be due for a loss here. They're playing Ottawa in Ottawa, and I would lie if I said I didn't think that Ottawa is right there neck and neck with Detroit, but I think home – Hometown advantage happens. And then I think that Calgary is a winnable game. I would not be surprised to see them go to overtime and win it in overtime with Calgary. Mm-hmm. They regressed a little bit last year. I don't think they're as bad as they were last year, but I, I think Detroit can win against Ottawa. I mean, David, what's your takeaway? I mean, I think we're identical. I think we can beat Columbus. Um, I think we're a better team than them. They're dealing with injuries with Wierenski being out. Um, again, sucks for him. Want him to be healthy because, you know, he's a homegrown guy from Michigan. Um, we need to beat Pittsburgh just because I have friends who are big Pittsburgh fans and because of me talking about hockey all the time, they've gotten more back into it. Like, they were they were into it, but, like, they're even more into it now. And I'm like, crap. Cause like, my best friend was texting me. He's in Montreal right now, no, Quebec right now. And he's yeah. like, so tell me about uh, Ned. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> tell me about Ned. Like, we, we love Ned, but he, he, he can go through a period of struggle, and that really sucks. But, like, no, I mean, so we need to beat them. Ottawa's had our number recently, uh, and I think they have good offensive firepower, and I think they'll beat us, but then I think we bounce back against Calgary. I mean, so, yeah, so Nick, I think... looking at the schedule, what are your guys' opinions on it? Oh, Nick, it's going to be a bumpy ride, isn't it? Wait, hold on. They were wrapping up the wing set. They were oh, the yeah. Wing yeah, sorry about that. I did jump. I looked in fear at the week ahead for us. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, Red Wings, I think I see no reason why you can't beat the Columbus Blue Jackets with Warinsky out, uh, realistically. I'm going to make a wild prediction. I think you sweep the next four games. Damn. Wow. Okay. I, I just, I'm looking at the teams ahead. Blue Jackets, winnable game. Uh, Penguins, 
the Hawks beat them. Like that's a team that's going to, they still got a ton of firepower with Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Carlson, but like they can be beat if you get their bottom six and you take advantage of their goaltending. The Ottawa Senators are a high powered top six offense, but they are still figuring it out. You guys can beat them. The Calgary Flames, new coach, new systems. They're still putting it together. There's nobody here that you're facing that is a consistent core with the consistent coach, the consistent systems, and the pieces in place that are like, yes, that's going to be an an, impro- an improbable win. Okay. I yeah. think you sweep. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to build off high on Tim, too. Uh, I don't think a sweep. I think three and one, though. Uh, you know, just because uh, back-to-back – Back-to-back nights uh, with Ottawa. It's hard to win. That is tough. Oh, my yeah. gosh, Calgary. Uh, back-to-back nights is tough. I think Calgary might be the one that kind of gets them just because Calgary's a hard-skating physical team. Uh, bold prediction of the week for the Wings. Give me a revenge game, Alex Abrickett, hat trick against the Ottawa Senators. I like that a lot. Ooh. In now, Ottawa. Before, before we jump into, into the Hawks, please. I know, I know a certain someone on this podcast is going to finally uh, – Make it so this podcast isn't full of unmarried men Whoa. this weekend, right, Nick? Whoa. Right? Is there going to be a, a TV that has the game on when you guys are watching? There's got to be, right? I mean, come on, guys. You know I'm not going to go at night without the Hawks. <laughs> I mean, we, we, <laughs> I mean, when, when we were getting married on the 22nd, like, I, was, I was October 22nd. So, like, we share anniversary, like, weekend, you and I. Love that. Um we had the Cubs NLCS on one of the TVs when it was uh, the World Series run. And I was just like, everybody be quiet. Hold on. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, see, that's why I got married in summer. I had one focus. Yeah, I, just... I couldn't get in tra- <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. I, uh, no, I, I think I, yeah, I have a, you know, to wrap up a show, we do a daily question. I do have a, a question for you guys at the oh, end. Oh, I'm show, excited. So. Okay, okay. Now, Nick, yes. just one piece of advice going in. If you think you're going to be slick and have a little radio Bluetooth in your ear, <laughs> listen, I'll tell you, they'll catch that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Let's move on to the Hawks. I mean, uh, Tim, Nick, walk me through the week coming up for the Hawks. Because, Tim, uh, Tim, I'm virtually done, holding your done, hand right now. Done, <laughs> yeah, it's so the games we've got this week, tomorrow, Monday, we are playing the Maple Leaves at – away at the at uh in toronto then <laughs> thursday we're playing the colorado avalanche in colorado Ooh. and then saturday we play the golden knights at home <sighs> now you can understand why i don't feel great about this and like that skewed the way i looked at the detroit red wings week of yes those those are all teams that the detroit what red wings should be able to handle uh Nick, you want to go first? <laughs> uh, yeah. I... <laughs> Please control your excitement. <laughs> yeah, pain. At, at least we get to watch Connor Bedard. Is all yeah. I, I think it's going to be a brutal week. You know, we talk good about our our goaltending with Morazic and uh, uh, Soderblom to start the year, but uh, I think they're in for a real challenge the next three games. I. Yeah, Austin we, Matthews, uh, he wants to score goals. Yeah, everything we uh, said about how good our young defenders look, that could be taken right back by this time uh, next Sunday uh, because I think Austin Matthews, he has a chance to help score a hat trick in three straight games because holy God. cow, it's going to be rough. Who took him from me and your family? But yeah, uh, that's our next three games. I think uh, 0-3. Sorry to wrap it up. 0-3. Yeah, no. Uh, you know what? And I will be just a skosh more optimistic than Nick. I think we get <laughs> laughed out of Toronto and Colorado. <laughs> and I think we return home to the United Center. First game at the United Center this year. Connor Bedar. Everyone's going to be over the moon. The the atmosphere the vibes are going to be off the charts i think that that is enough to eke out a win against the vegas golden knights because again wow hockey that's hockey right any team can win any night uh we've seen weirder upsets and i think that the momentum the energy of that could push it over 
and I got to hope for something, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to hold on to that feeling. Yeah, exactly. Don't stop believing the 05 Hawks told me, or the 05 White Sox told me. Yeah. And just the third period Red Wings. Yeah. I mean, yeah, looking at the Hawks' schedule, I. It's bad. <laughs> Toronto <laughs> and Colorado are going to be really rough. That sucks. <laughs> Vegas could be winnable, I feel like, if you get the right guys to shut down, like Eichel and Stone. You you can at least hold, I feel like, with their bottom six. But I think Vegas is the only team out of those three that I would look at and be like, like, honestly speaking, they could beat this game or could win this game if everything goes okay. I mean, I don't think you guys win any of them, but I'm going to be opposite here a bit. I think if you do steal one, I'm going to pick Colorado. Really? Because I hate Colorado. All right. Fair enough. That's as good a reason as that. (laughs) Why? Because I hate them. I don't respect them as a team. (laughs) What is this, Dallas for me? Uh, Yeah, no, that's it. Nick, you said he had a, uh, a question for everybody before the show was over. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so uh david kind of hinted at it yeah i am uh tying the knot this weekend saturday uh so hopefully the hawks don't disappoint me on uh, wedding day uh last um single guy marital wise of the podcast so as the young buck i guess i'm here over here i feel old but i guess i'm the young buck compared um, to the rest of us yeah <gasps> let's get let's get serious for a minute what yes. is some advice you guys want to give me for the I mean, next step in my life? You, it's marriage is a partnership. Um, it's it's not 50-50. It's 80, 80 20 60 40 It depends on who needs the support, who needs it more. Maybe you're going through a rough patch. Maybe she's going through a rough patch. That other person needs to step up and you know help out. Um, and you've heard this. This is where it gets a little less serious, but you've heard this. But it is true. Happy wife, happy life. Um, you keep your <laughs> wife happy, and you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, no, ser- I heard in, that. In, in all seriousness, like, enjoy it. The wedding's going to be great. You're going to have memories of it. Um, from what I've seen on Facebook, you guys seem to be just truly in love with each other, and that's that's amazing. Um, and like I said, it's it's a partnership, and it's sometimes it is 50-50, but sometimes someone else has to kind of pick up the slack more like there was times when Kristen was pregnant and just could not do anything and I had to just do everything I could to make sure she was comfortable and take care of us in our house and that's what you have to do thank you Jordan um my advice um pick the hills that you want to die on very wisely (laughs) Jesus guys no like (laughs) What I mean is this, like, there are things that are going to go right, and, like, that's great. There are also things that are going to go wrong or that you don't like. That's also okay. But remember, the small stuff is ultimately the small stuff. Like, you can always have communication with your spouse about if something bothers you. And a lot of the times, as long as you don't come in just screaming away, that person's also also capable of having communication back with you. you're yes. gonna find little things about them that you didn't realize when you were dating. Like, you're gonna see little habits at home, for example, where you didn't realize that person did that, and so you started noticing it now, and now it's gonna drive you insane. Communicate those things with your partner before they become big things. It's communication amazing. is key. Yes, like you can't expect somebody to make a decision that's different unless you tell them you want them to make a different decision. I mean, that's yeah, where... that's. Your partner's not a mind reader and neither are you. I mean, my my biggest advice would be practice mindfulness, engage in listening and like communication with a place of empathy. Like that's that's the big one because there's going to be times where they're coming at you from a place of th- that you are not from that place. So it's hard to connect with it. And so being mindful of that and engaging with like, okay, from an empathetic mind, like I'm going to try and work with that. It, I find mm-hmm. that that's again communication is everything, and I think just as my own little thing to you know, don't forget to keep celebrating with each other. Like 
cook together, share some wine, look at the moon. Like every day above ground is a day worth celebrating. Don't wait to pop that nice bottle of champagne. Don't wait to bust out the good china. Like every day you and your partner are like waking up and saying, we get to do this. This is mm -hmm. such an exciting privilege. Like keep that fun, keep that whimsy. Like that's going to get you through the harder times. Like, I don't know about you guys, yeah. but like Katie and I joke about this all the time. People say <sighs> marriage is hard work. And like, that's kind of wild to me that marriage is work because you don't, slack off like mm -hmm. again being mindful takes work communicating what you're thinking and feeling means like takes work staying in the moment takes work but like it it should feel rewarding like you're putting the effort in not not feeling like a chore so yeah. like i don't know that's what i'd say and side note with it i know um your future wife is a middle school teacher like i am yes. um and I'm thankful that I have Kristen who works in school. She doesn't teach. She works in the offices. Um, but she understands. And like a lot of spouses that aren't in education, like I'm not saying you don't understand, but like we go through things. We get stressed about things. There's just so much going on. And Absolutely. you can't fix it, but you can listen and say, that sucks. Yep. Talk to me more about it. Like how does that make you feel? Like, And that's the same with like a lot of relationship things. Like it's just like we're not here to fix all their problems. They just want someone to listen to. And like, we want someone to listen to at times. And like, when I'm stressed and venting about, you know, last year and the year before that with school, where I was just feeling completely burned out. And I'm like, do I really want to be a teacher? Like, this sucks right now. And she was like, that sucks. Like, tell me, tell me what you love about teaching and stuff like that. So like, you can't fix every problem like that, especially as, with a spouse who's, a, who's an educator, but you can listen and just kind of let them vent. I think if... One other thing that I would say is once a week, do a little thing. And what I mean is like, let's say the dishes are piling up, right? Before she says anything, just throw all the dishes in the dishwasher and do them and then put them yep. away. It's it's amazing how just tiny little things like I'll even notice it at home. Like I'll get home I'll, like at work. I'll be thinking, man, I got to load the dishwasher when I get home and then I get home and then it's done. That's something like very tiny takes five minutes, mm -hmm. but. Stuff like that gets noticed when you, you do it. If you see it and do it, it me yeah, 100%. I mean, that's the quote of our podcast, little victories. Just find those little victories. <laughs> Every single day it, in hockey and in marriage, little victories. And there, yeah, it's worth it. Absolutely. But dude, so excited for you. Yes. Yeah, Can't I'm wait, excited, man. guys. I'm excited. I'm excited to join the club. What's the, uh, what's the venue and stuff? Like, where are you guys doing it? Uh, we were doing it at a country club uh, a little bit uh, – west of uh where i'm at okay but uh yeah so it's uh it, i'm excited I, I i can't wait to continue this next chapter and uh and the advice you guys are giving me uh it's a lot better than some of my friends on my pool team <laughs> you know, um, because a lot of them like to come up to me and say uh tell me you're sorry i'm gonna go for what and they go you're not ready yet <laughs> and, uh, just joking around it's like, oh yeah that, that's I all mean, good you gotta say <laughs> You know, you know the, you know the, 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 the wording of no, it's fine, it's not fine. You gotta. No, go ahead, go out with your friends. It's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna stay home. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm a second thought. All, all, <laughs> no, all, all I'll say, my friend, is it's not the end of anything; it's the beginning. Trust me. Yep. Everything's that Abs much sweeter. Absolutely, yep. and uh. You're getting you know, married kinda... Saturday. I'm seeing the Taylor Swift movie Sunday on my anniversary. You know, <laughs> life is good. Yeah, I think I'm no, seeing a Wolves good. game this week. So listen, we've all got big things going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, life's good, guys. Um, uh, I I won't be here next week, as I, we talked before. But unacceptable. Uh, gotta miss the boys for a week. But, you got a uh, you got a phone. Yeah, right? maybe I'll I'll come in on the airplane. Send, send, send the wife on. Send the wife on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, yeah. with us. Yeah. Um, but no, guys, thank you guys. Uh, I truly appreciate having that conversation uh, and that topic. And, you know, let's hope I could be a better husband than I am a shitty podcaster. So. <laughs> let's hope the Blackhawks give you a Listen, nice wedding present. There's too. nowhere to go but up for you, bud. So. <laughs> <laughs>
not in the podcast world. We're going to get this video blocked again. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, well, that's it. It's been nice, guys. Well, Jordan, take us home, country roads. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that's a good one to end the podcast on. A fun, like, fun topic that actually has oh, some yeah. serious bearing as well. Um, but anyway, that's our show for tonight. As always, we appreciate you guys checking us out, giving us a listen or a watch. You can find us all over the internet. We are on all the major uh, social media platforms. Feel free to give us whatever the social media currency is of choice on the platform you found us. We really appreciate it. It helps the podcast grow. And also check out the Hockey Podcast, uh, ho- Hockey podcast Network in general. Jeez, oh, Pete, I can't say anything apparently. Yeah, the Hockey Podcast Network, even if you don't follow the Wings or Hawks as your main team, they've got a podcast for any other team that you follow in the NHL. They've got other options there you can also check out. So, like, let's say you like the De- the New Jersey Devils, right? We were actually kind of talking to them on Twitter this week, but, you know, they have a New Jersey Devils podcast that you can follow or the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Vegas Golden Knights or whoever. They have podcasts for the rest of the NHL. So check our partners and affiliates out on there as well. Um, but for your host today, Jordan Lewis-Scott, and for my co-hosts, David Barnhouse, Nicola Page, and Tim Stompanato, this has been another edition of the Sick Blade Podcast. We'll catch you guys back all here next week. In the meantime, stay safe, take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you back here next time. Take it easy.